The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On the roundtable this morning, Jason Agnew is here from News Talk 1010's Trivia Show. Karima Sad is a Toronto lawyer and activist. And Donnie Coulter is actually sitting in as producer of Moore in the Morning. But you're pinch hitting today because uh, Patrick Brown's been called away. He was uh, on the schedule. He's been called away to a press conference with the Premier, where, amongst other things, they seem to be announcing a new uh, refugee or newcomer welcoming center in Peel region. But uh, we'll know more shortly. Shortly, once uh, all of that stuff is ruled out. In the meantime, happy Friday to everybody. And let's actually start with the Kensington Market Encampment. I know we visited encampments and homelessness quite frequently on the show, but there's some urgency today because it looks like this particular encampment will be cleared out because they got a warning ahead of schedule. And actually, let me start with Kareem Asad because this is kind of close to your office, isn't it? Yeah, this is my neighborhood. Um, it, yeah. And I understand that there was some confusion about a permit being issued for a garden in this city-owned space that would require a clearing of the encampment. The city walked that back, so I don't know if the permit was revoked. Um, What I do know is that the the reverend of the church um, has been working with the uh, eight or ten people who are living in that encampment. Some have been there, I believe, for close to two years. Um, and she describes it as providing a source of stability, um, you know, kind of a, it reduces the uncertainty of knowing where to lay one's head. Um, and even though people have been offered shelter spaces, there are uh, distinct differences between a communal living situation and being in an encampment. Um, that said, I also know from uh, being in the neighborhood that this this corner um, it can attract um, you know some un- unpleasantness at times. Yeah, Richard Krause actually sent me a text saying I walked past it yesterday. It's an absolute mess. Donnie Coulter, you were here for the conversation with the Reverend Cannon from that particular Anglican church. And whenever I talk to pastors, they always are very persuasive about the need for compassion. But at the same time, whenever I walk past one of these encampments, I think we got to do something. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because how big is this problem, right? You've got asylum seekers and housing prices going crazy, and there are a portion of these people that don't want to use the shelter system because they find it's unsafe and dirty, um, and there's not enough spaces. So that system has to be fixed first and foremost. And I don't want to bang the drum that we keep hearing on the station all the time about federal money, but that is a big fix, right? Like if they were going to keep letting these people in and telling them like, oh yeah, come to Canada, no problem. And then when they get here, they're filling up the shelter system that is supposed to be used for a different section of people, you know, the Fed's got to pay for that. Uh, Jason Agnew, your thoughts, because the mayor was sort of on her last nerve yesterday, I think, when the Fed's offered up $5 million. I mean, that's like if you were going to Starbucks for a coffee and I gave you a nickel. Yeah, that I did hear that. Uh, absolutely true. Just, you know, a drop in the bucket, essentially. Uh, I think what you mentioned about uh, Richard Krause walking by uh, is pretty much the same for me. I went by here a few weeks ago. Uh, this is a neighborhood that I used to frequent all the time. I mean, it's very close to Sneaky D's, and that was one of my old haunts. And I walked by it the other day and was shocked to see this here. Also, just beyond this particular spot, there's a neighborhood. There is a, there is a neighborhood of houses and and 
people growing up and families. And, you know, it just seems like a, a not a great place for this. And really, if I was in one of those places and I had a family with children, a giant safety concern. They're starting to call these Apple moments because the first time it happened, some hapless reporter who really didn't know how to ask a question got schooled by Pierre Polyev while he ate an apple. Yesterday, he was schooling a reporter. And sadly, you can't hear the audio from her. But this is all over what Pierre Polyev said in the house in the immediate aftermath of the exploding car in Niagara. And at the time, he said, well, media reports say. And of course, that's no real defense. You don't get your national security briefing from Fox television if you're the leader of the Canadian opposition. But a lot of people think this was an own the media moment. What I said, and I was right, was that there were media reports of a terror-related event. By your admission, there were media reports of a terror-related event. And that media report, according to CTV, unless you're questioning their integrity now, came from security officials in the Trudeau government. So do you think the CTV was irresponsible in putting out that tweet? Jason, I just don't see this as a winning moment for Pierre Polyev, except with the people who adore him. And, you know, on Twitter, they're saying he's the next greatest prime minister Canada will ever know. Shifting the blame, pointing the finger. This is uh, absolutely ridiculous, in in my opinion. Um, and all I could think here, John, was what the next sketch will be on this hour's 22 minutes with Chris Wilson impersonating, uh, you know, what's said to be our future prime minister. How many different assortments of fruit is he going to eat and how many fingers is he going to point? Donnie Coulter, we don't necessarily have to zapruder this, but a lot of people are. And they found out if he's trying to hang this on CTV. That report came out 15 minutes after he had spoken to Parliament. It's just like, it's not an own the media moment at all. It's like, it's the media owning him because we're either credible or we're not credible. It's a complete joke. And the whole term of mainstream media is gross to me because if you're not going to mainstream media, then you're just going to basement dwelling couch surfers who are untrained journalists that put garbage on Facebook. And if that's your source of news, then you're an idiot. So this whole mainstream media idea is just garbage. He completely got owned. It was a complete mistake. He's not getting his information where he should be. It's junk. Yeah, and Karima, at the risk of getting into, uh, you know, Jesuitical reasoning, uh, Pierre Polyev is trying to have two things which are irreconcilable. One is that the media is unreliable and provokes and distributes falsehoods. The other is, I get my information from the media. <laughs> well, I mean, that doesn't really matter to his base, right? Um, and I, I think that, uh, as you've pointed out, his supporters and followers will see this as a win. Um, you know, even the Apple flip uh, looked to be like staged, like some sort of improv. Uh, you know, we don't know who that journalist was or where it came from. So there is a concerted effort, I think, on Mr. Polyev's part to frame himself in opposition to the media as a real truth teller in this particular scenario um the default assumption when there's an explosion at a, a border crossing for example uh, is nefarious intent but you know media should be careful and certainly he should have been careful in his words so we didn't see any of those qualifiers and now we have this you know opportunity that he has seized to try and look like a powerful figure. The like, do better. Yeah. 
do better, right? That, that, that should be the goal here is to do better than your opponent. And that is exactly what he is not doing in this case. Uh, let's move on to uh, Ontario being ranked second in the country for angriest and most annoyed citizens. Donnie Coulter, you often gust toward uh, being <laughs> irked about things. Do Everything. You, do you think we live in the second angriest province in Canada? I mean, it's very possible, right? Because it's also probably one of, it's probably the second most expensive province in the country to live in. Like every, the price of everything is up. We talk about groceries nonstop. You can't go out to eat anymore because the prices are insane and they're trying to rip you off in tipping. You can't rent anywhere uh, without getting into a bidding war in the city of Toronto or even the GTA. Houses in North Oshawa cost upwards of millions of dollars for the first time in my life. Like, am I grumpy? Yeah, these are all of the reasons why I'm grumpy. It's stupid. Okay, Karima, I resolved years ago to not get angry about things, and maybe I live a somewhat costed life. I've got less to be angry about than Donnie does. <laughs> um, I, I agree with, uh, and I hear it in his voice sometimes, um, but, you know, apart from the cost of living, um, I think we are, a lot of us, subjected to a constant influx of bad news on our cell phones. Um, you know, if you're scrolling through Twitter or receiving news notifications, um, there's a lot of negativity. And I think that that also takes a toll on people's overall happiness. Um, so finding ways to detox from that is very important because, you know, we have control over ourselves and not much else. And Jason, it's kind of easy for anger to be a default emotion. Uh, because we're surrounded by things that are kind of designed to make us angry. Yeah, no doubt, John. I mean, clearly Ontario is is ranking here because the GTA is all in Ontario, and I think that's where the real source of the anger comes from for all the reasons that Donnie uh, mentioned. Uh, you're you're incredible, though, because you are so level-headed on this show, and you're hit with all of these topics all the time that incite your rage. But I guess you just leave that for the, the 10 o'clock hour where Angry Agar pops on. <laughs> there, he's not angry, he's passionate. You know that. I see, I okay. see. Uh, the the NDP here in Ontario would like Doug Ford's government to support the idea of free birth control. Uh, Karima, that sparked Jerry Agar to say, well, what else can we make for free? Everybody wants something for free. But there are some pretty important arguments about why this is actually collectively good for women, but for everybody. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the more comprehensive our health programming the better overall for society. And in particular, when it comes to birth control and reproductive health, um, you know, that has positive implications that go beyond women, but to families overall. Um, and it's a, a cheaper option than, you know, people not having access to that and falling into trouble. Although Donnie Coulter, the last time I checked, diabetics have to pay for their own insulin and that's life or death. Yeah, except I, this is something that we absolutely should do. Um, part of the problem is the sex education program. It's like if you if you kind of go by the old adage that if you're old enough to have sex and you're old enough to be a parent, you're a moron, uh, especially when there's political groups in the province that every time they try and update the sex ed curriculum, they go and protest. Like, this is the problem. If, if we have to give people who can't afford uh, birth control the availability and the ability to prevent unwanted and mistake pregnancies because it's a drain on the healthcare system and it also, you know, ruins their life.
Thank you all. Good to have you. Great discussion. Jason Agnew, Karima Sad, and Donnie Coulter. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.